Hello, welcome to Nat's Talk. I'm Morgan Fisher. The halfway mark has come and gone, and the postseason is even closer in sight. The Nationals have shown themselves to be a high contender this season, with tons of players having MVP caliber seasons, not to mention the tremendous displaying of talent at the All-Star Game in Miami. The Nationals are also in third place in the MLB Power Rankings, only behind the Dodgers and the Astros, and the Nationals also have a record of 59-38. and 38. The second team in the NL East behind the Nationals are the Braves, who are 12 games behind the Nationals. So obviously the Nationals basically already have the division locked in. But still, with all that star power, the Nationals still have obvious problems they need to sort out before the playoffs begin. With tons of trades taking place, here are a few of the players that have been acquired by the Nationals. So, in a trade with the Athletics, the Nationals have required relievers Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen. Sean Doolittle is among the relievers that have pitched at least 20 innings, and out of those pitchers, he has the six lowest walks and whip. He has only allowed 12 hits, 8 runs, and 2 walks, as well as 31 strikeouts in 21 innings. On Doolittle's first appearance of playing for the Nationals, he gave up a leadoff walk, but Luckily for the Nats, that is a rare happening and will probably never happen again. He has done well as a setup man as well as a closer, which is just what the Nationals need. Now on to Ryan Madsen. He is a two-time World Series champion and is currently in the best season of his career. He has a 2.06 ERA and a 6.5 strikeout to walk ratio. He also recorded 30 saves last season as a part-time athletics closer. The Nationals also need to replace the fifth starter position since Joe Ross is out for the season. And luckily for them, they had former Nat Edwin Jackson down in the minors. While they did not acquire him during the trade deadline, he is a new addition to the Nationals and it I think it is important to talk about him. He played for the Nationals five years ago and has found his way back to the Nationals. He is playing at AAA Syracuse and has been doing extremely well down there. He has pitched with, with a 1.44 ERA with 39 strikeouts and 20 walks in 17 and a third innings. In his first first start with the Nationals this season, on July 18th, he pitched a solid seventh innings, only giving up two runs and three hits. Although Dusty didn't seem impressed with Jackson's numbers, saying Jackson didn't exceed his expectations because of his low pitch count, his efforts were still impressive, and he still got the win. So hopefully we will see him start again soon. The All-Star Game has also come and gone. This year it was very exciting for for Nationals fans as we saw so many of our players make an appearance. This year the All-Star Game was an exposition game and did not give the winning league home field advantage for the World Series. The Nats have the most starting players on the National League team with four, which is the most All-Stars um, that the Nationals or Expos have ever actually had. Which is five. Yeah, because Steven Strasburg was not a starter, but he was still a um, all-star. Ryan Zimmerman started their first base. He went 0 for 2 with a ground out to a double play in the second and a far fly out to center field in the third. Daniel Murphy was the starting second baseman. He went 1 for 2 with a single in the second and a ground out in the third. Bryce Harper was the was a starting outfielder. He was also the highest vote getter for the National League. 
He went one for one for one with a single in the first, and then he walked in the second. He also made an impressive diving defensive play in the second to keep a to keep a run from scoring. Max Scherzer was the starting pitcher for the National League, which was very exciting because he totally deserved it, even though some say it was Clayton Kershaw, but he's been deserving it for years. He only pitched one inning due to him starting an upcoming game. He only allowed one hit with two strikeouts, and one of the strikeouts was the possible new face of baseball, Aaron Judge. So that was really cool to see. Um, Steven Strasburg was an all-star, but unfortunately, he did not pit. Okay, so now let's talk about the things that the Nationals have doing, been doing really well lately. So, on July 4th, the Nationals reached 1,000 wins in Nationals history. Max Scherzer has been doing great lately. He is first in whip, first in average allowed, hits per nine innings. He is also second in strikeouts, strikeouts per nine innings, complete games, and ERA. And also, according to Bleacher Report, Scherzer is now baseball's number one pitcher, dethroning Kershaw. Gio Gonzalez is also one of those very underrated players on the Nationals who could have made the All-Star game. Hint, Anthony Rendell. He has pitched great so far this year and is continuing to add to his success. On July 14th, he had a shutout against the Reds and pitched into the ninth inning for the first time since 2013. He also has a he also has a 2.83 ERA, which is the fourth in the MLB. Daniel Mur Murphy has also been playing great and is third in batting average with a .341 average. He is also fourth in hits and first in doubles. Ryan Zimmerman hit a cool new marker recently. He passed Vladimir Gutierrez to become the Nationals home run franchise leader with 235 career home runs. He passed... Gutierrez on July 17th. Unfortunately, he hasn't been playing as well as he has in the beginning of the season. He only has a 318 ERA, which is still great, although he has gone down a bit. And of course, what would this list be without mentioning Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper has been showing a bit why he was named the MVP in 2015. He has even been brought up in MVP season buzz. He is top five in runs, on base percentage, slugging percentage, on base slugging, RBIs, and total bases. On July 14th, he hit two home runs, which makes him have 14 multi home run games in his career. He is also currently in a 15 game hitting streak. So earlier I mentioned Anthony Rendon being one of those underrated nationals who should have made the All-Star game. The week after the All-Star game, he was named the NLB NL Player of the Week of so the first week of the second half. He currently has a 314 average, 99 hits and 20 home runs. The Nationals offense has also been doing really well. In a series against the Reds, the Nationals scored a combined 29 runs in that series. It was a four-game series. The Nationals also have a combined 25 first-inning home runs this season. Nationals base running has also been pretty good. The Nationals set a record for the franchise by stealing seven bases in one game against the Cubs on June 27th. Trey Turner had four steals, Anthony Rendon had one, and Michael Taylor had two steals. Unfortunately, fortunately, the Nats have definitely had their bumps and bruises, especially when it comes to Trey Turner. So he has had an amazing season this year. I was previously mentioned him setting, helping setting a franchise record for the Nationals. 
He is out for six to eight weeks with a broken wrist after getting hit by a pitch on June 30th. This is a huge blow for the Nationals, and he was a possible all-star. He was racking up a ton of steals and was in first place for steals when he became injured. Um, he is actually still tied for second in the MLB with stolen bases with D. Gordon, and only one other person has more steals than him, who is Billy Hamilton with 43 steals, and Trey Turner still has 35, so he's not even that far behind. He had four stolen bases on the 27th, tying his own Nats record, which he set on June 18th. He also was able to get all four steals in the third inning, which is just amazing. <laughs> he is the fastest player at the shortstop position. He runs a 29.1 feet per second. He is also tied for the fifth fastest player in the MLB with Delino DeShields. Joe Ross is also an unfortunate injury this season. He injured his right elbow and he underwent Tommy John surgery in Texas on July 19th. He was the fifth pitcher in a really impressive rotation. He posted impressive numbers with a 2.95 ERA in six starts. As you know, Jason Worth is still out on his foot injury and hopefully we will see him soon, although he was just placed on the 60-day DL. Of course, what would a struggling Nats list be without the bullpen? The bullpen has been constantly awful throughout the season, blowing huge leads, giving up so many runs in the ninth, forcing the Nats to just hang on to a win, hitting a walk-off, or going to extra innings. The Nats have made some strides to improve this category by signing a couple of relievers to improve the bullpen. Like, as we mentioned earlier, Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen. Um, the Nationals need to come up with a long-term solution, perhaps signing a good, reliable reliever in the offseason or a long-term, for the long-term, or at least for a whole season. Blake Trident was, was in the trade to the Athletics, which is always sad to see him go, but he was boasting hideous numbers for multiple years, and he has been struggling, not only this year, but past years as well. That's all for Nats Talk. Thank you for listening. Bye!